Hey guys, welcome to Thrive Bites, the official podcast of Dr. Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc. On every episode, I talk with health and wellness experts from all over the world, such as doctors, chefs, dietitians, coaches, and many more. And I sit down with them and have casual conversations about plant-based lifestyle, how to elevate our emotional resilience, and what it really means to thrive. And I bring all of this to you. So let's get to this week's episode. Okay, guys. Well, thank you for joining us at Thrive Bites. Um, I'm your host, Colin Zudio, and uh, welcome to another episode. Today, I have a great guest for you guys to listen to. Um, here, I have Reina. Uh, she is, wow, um, she's amazing, uh, you guys. And uh, uh, <laughs> thank she's, you. Uh, uh, yeah, she's uh, uh, the co founder of uh, uh, veganshirt.com. And uh, her story is really, really interesting, and I can't wait for her to share uh, the story uh, with you guys. Uh, say hi to everyone, Raina. Hi. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, Raina and I, we know each other from uh, uh, dance class, I think, right? Right. Yeah. How crazy is that? We, that we, is. We're on a dance team. <laughs> well, not many people know about that, so let's keep that on a hush hush. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, it's awesome to go to these different things and really um, meet new and you know new and different kinds of people. So it's really really cool that we cross paths. And after learning about you know you um, uh, a little bit and you know what you've been doing, I was like, wow, I gotta get her on the show. So. Thank you so much for uh, com- coming on. Yeah, of course. It was, you know, great to dance with you and now to be on your podcast. <laughs> so look at that. Yeah, yeah. So tell, um, so my first question to you is, uh, you know, tell the audience members, you know, um, who you are, you know, what is your story and uh, what exactly is the shirt activism? Okay. Um, so besides dancing and doing yoga and being super active in my daily life. I do have to have a job to be able to afford those activities. Um, I actually, uh, it's very long-winded, but a long story short, um, I took a complete career change. I've been vegan now for about five years. Uh, I met my husband five years ago. He's been vegan um, for nine years, and he got me into uh, healthy eating. Um, I actually started off my vegan journey on a raw diet, uh, so mm. I was eating mainly like fruit, just 30 days a bit, 30 bananas a day, um, and lots of smoothies and juice. So I really started it like right, just right into it um, with eating really healthy, which was something which that was very new to me. It's kind of crazy because when I met my husband, I had just done like the 21 day fix, um, you know, so just like a total diet craze, mm. and I felt terrible on it. I felt like I had no energy. Um, I was like, well, you know, of course I lost weight. You know, everyone loses weight on on diet crazes and especially when you're like restricting your calories. But at, at the end of the day, like I knew I couldn't maintain that, that lifestyle, that diet. Uh, so he kind of caught me in a vulnerable state where like many females, I wanted to look the best that I could. I wanted to feel great. I wanted to, uh, of course, drop a couple dress sizes. Um, mm-hmm. and I was only able to attain that and achieve that and feel amazing on a plant-based diet. 
Um, it was, uh, I was actually, it was crazy because I told people, you know, I eat sometimes 10, 15 bananas a day. Um, and still people, even in the vegan movement, um, are like, what? That's crazy. You know, I, I didn't know you could do that. And it's extremely mm-hmm. affordable. You know, I buy a box of bananas for uh, wholesale for like $15, $20. Um, and that would even be organic bananas. And I put mm-hmm. them in my smoothies. I would eat salads at night. But I felt great. And I knew that I could eat as much as I wanted um, that were like raw living foods. Uh, mm-hmm. So I lost a lot of weight. And still to this day now, I moved to L.A. about fast forward. I was um, from Pennsylvania uh, mm. so I am originally from the Jersey shore. Um, but I went to school in Pennsylvania. I was an educator, a high school Spanish teacher. Then I went and got my master's degree in, um, school counseling. Uh, so I started to teach little kids and I was into veganism and all the time that, uh, I was, I felt like such a contradiction between my job and my lifestyle. Mm. Uh, because the, whenever I would have group, discussions with students or I would see them during lunch they would have milk they would have um, ham and cheese and just weird processed food that I did not I did not see myself eating anymore Uh, Mm -hmm. so I felt like I was kind of gravitating away from that and I wanted to do something that I was able to show my own personality show my creativity I have a background in art I have a background in graphic design um, so does my husband, and um, that's kind of how veganshirts.com started. We moved to L.A. I started going to a ton of events, and every time I would go to an event, I would buy a vegan T-shirt, um, and I started to uh, accumulate a lot of vegan T-shirts. You know, one <laughs> T-shirts. Message, I wanted people to know that I had, um, that I was vegan. I was proud yeah. of Um <laughs> But, you know, like any concerning husband, he started to notice that I was spending a lot of money on T-shirts. And he's like, well, why, wait, why are you <laughs> buying all these T-shirts? We can make them ourselves. We, you know, I know how to screen print. I know how to uh, supplement, which are different t- techniques to printing shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have amazing ideas and creativity. And that's kind of how it started. So what started our, our baby, veganshirts.com, um, was the Beatles shirt. Uh, so, and everyone's like, oh, the Beatles, is that the band? Um, so yes, it is the band, essentially. It's their faces, but behind their face, they are on a beat. So the Beatles, if you can kind of, uh, <laughs> understand that, you can look it up on Instagram and stuff. The shirt is so popular. Um, it kind of, it would start it, uh, our puns and spreading awareness, um, which brings me to shirt activism. Mm-hmm. Uh, shirt activism um, it, it's crazy because when you see somebody, even for a brief second, you generally, you know, will look them up and down. You'll say, oh, wow, that's a cool shirt. Like, I love um, Seinfeld. And mm-hmm. the other day I saw a Seinfeld quote on a shirt, and I started to have a conversation with a complete stranger just about, like, our love for Seinfeld, and we started talking about different episodes. And, you know, this was, this would have been a conversation I would have never had if I did not see that shirt on that person. Mm-hmm. So essentially, shirt activism is being a walking billboard, wearing a shirt that either embodies your lifestyle or some type of message that you want to relay to people that are going to see you on the street. And so many times people see the Beatles shirt and think that's a cool shirt. Or, you know, stepping it up, they'll see Dolce and Vagana instead of um, Dolce and Gabbana, Dolce Mm -hmm. and Vagana. 
and <laughs> apple on top. Um, and they'll see it and they're like, oh my God, that's so awesome. And that will just spark a conversation instantly. And generally what, what happens is I'll ask someone, well, are you vegan? You know, cause like, if you like that shirt, then maybe you align with the lifestyle yeah. and being vegan. Um, and a lot of times, nine times out of 10, it's, that's not even the case. So that right there is, is a chance for me, um, or anyone that, you know, wears our shirts or is wearing a vegan message um, and wants to spread any type of awareness uh, to start a conversation. Um, so it's a perfect conversation starter. And I'm, you know, I'm proud to be to be vegan because it's more than a diet. It started out as a diet. You know, I wanted to lose weight and then I realized, wow, I can really flourish on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of got into the activism aspect. I started watching documentaries like Earthlings and Dominion, um, Cowspiracy, Forks Over Knives, and I was like, wow, you know, and I had avoided that for so long. Um, I had avoided watching the the slaughter footage because mm. I was like, well, I'm already vegan, you know, I'm already, I already get it. I don't need to, I don't need to see that. Um, why would I want to see that? And then sure. one day, you know, my husband was like, you have to watch this. You know, why are you, you know, like always getting on me about it? And I had other activist friends that were like, well, why are you, you know, why do you not want to see it? Um, and then I kind of finally confronted myself and was like, I have, you know, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to watch it. I actually watched it by myself mm. um, because I was vulnerable. You know, you're vulnerable to the, you don't know what you're going to experience. You know, it's not going to be good. Right. Um, so I watched, I watched the entire earthlings in one sitting and I was just bawling my eyes out and I was like, wow, you know, my, cause this is after our business had already started. Yeah. And I thought to myself, like, the shirts are powerful, but I can do more. You know, I can mm-hmm. I can spread the message more. I can uh, bring the business more to life. I can go attend vigils. Um, and I don't know if you know what a vigil is, uh, but they're held in um, Los Angeles right now is where, where mm-hmm. I reside. Um, there's uh, Farmer John. So Farmer John, if you've heard of Farmer John, they have uh, bacon, they make ham, they make pork. So mm-hmm. basically pig, any part of a pig, they slaughter it, they sell it as product. Um, they have a slaughterhouse in downtown LA and there's mm-hmm. a group called LA Animal Save. And one day I was running an event and I had a friend say, oh, I'm going to a vigil. And I was like, what's a vigil? She's like, where you, you know, bear witness and you give water to the pigs that come in before they're slaughtered. Mm. And I was, my mind was blown. I was like, wait, what? That's a thing? You, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I was like, oh my, I can't do that. And there's no yeah. way, you know, I already saw the slaughter footage. I was like, I've, I've done my part, you know, like I kept, yeah. it on, I kept internalizing it and pretty much saying like, I've done enough with where I'm at. Um, but uh, chances are that I ended up going two weeks later. Um, I had a friend that had said, you know, this is pretty intense experience, but you have to see it. You have to see it at least once. You have to bear witness. I went to bear witness. Um, I It was like putting this water f- footage to life and seeing it right in front of you. And that's how kind of animal rights activism bloomed and shirt activism. We started creating more shirts. We started um, working with more, uh, collaborating with more uh, vegan-based companies, plant-based companies, and graphic designing for them to spread their message. Um, and that, that's how we started doing animal rights activism, wearing our shirts, um, yeah. conversing with people about veganism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and about what's mm-hmm. essentially what's on your plate. 
Yeah. Wow. So that is, well, thank you for sharing that. That's a, a very, very powerful snapshot into not only through your own journey, but in, into really to kind of enlighten audience members who, you know, may nece- not necessarily um, be plant-based or vegan, but at least, you know, have uh, some uh, some semblance or some way of wanting to better their health. You know, they're wanting to push the envelope um, a little bit further. Um, so there's many, there's many points uh, that I wanted to make. So number one, I don't think you and I have actually – uh, uh, known this about each other, but I'm also from the Jersey Shore. I actually grew up in Monmouth County. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we're both from Jersey, so I think that's awesome. Um, and uh, I really love the fact that, you know, um, and it seems like your husband, you know, kudos to him. It seems like he's definitely a reoccurring theme. So definitely, uh, you know, uh, thank him uh, for being able to uh, really inspire, you know, someone that he cares about and loves to ultimately push, you know, your platform, your company and business, you know, to the forefront. So I think that's awesome that you guys, you know, are able to work together. But I find I find your message uh, very interesting because, you know, there's so many different modes of expression. You know, people mm-hmm. have music, people have dance, you know, like you and I do. Um, people, have, you know, sports, you know, sometimes um, may not know, but that's also another form of expression. But, you know, you know, doing the shirts and how you are, you know, relating, you know, you, you said that, you know, you never get a chance or maybe you wouldn't have crossed paths with someone um, if you had not looked at their shirts or, you know, looked at what they were wearing. And as yeah. much as, as it is fashion and, and being trendy and all that, it is also in a way you know, you, you choose to, wor- to wear a particular shirt or a piece of clothing um, mm-hmm. to express yourself ultimately, right? It's, exactly. it's, part of, it's part of who you are in some sense, you know? And, um, you know, you may or may not be conscious of it, but it, it speaks, uh, it reflects, you know, the person you are. So I think that's really, really the overlying theme in terms of, um, you know, your shirts is, is really saying like, hey, um, you know, we are passionate about, you know, veganism and we are passionate about, you know, animals. We're also passionate about our planet, but we're doing it in a, you know, playful way. You know, I see yeah, a lot, uh, exactly. some of your designs of, and they're really, really cool. So, um, yeah, so very, that, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, I want to talk a little bit more about your health journey. So, so tell me, walk me through again, why, why the 30 bananas? Um, you know, how did you feel before and how did you feel afterwards? Were you able to lose weight? Um, were you just strictly on a uh, a raw diet before, and now it's, uh, you know, not so much now? Um, so when I first started, I was I was kind of in a diet craze. Like I said, I did the 21-day fix, which if you're not familiar with it, it's workouts every day. Um, you have to do a smoothie. Basically, it's calorie caloric restriction. And I noticed that I lost weight, but I had, you know, I had like a little two-ounce container of walnuts. And that would be mm-hmm. like my healthy fats for the day. And I just mm-hmm. felt so sluggish. And yes, I did lose weight. 
um, and maybe my skin looked better, but it was not sustainable. And then it was crazy because the timing was I had um, I had met my husband and uh, he you know, he was a bodybuilder at the time and I was like, well, you look you know I love your physique. How can I look like that essentially? And he's like, well, you know I'm mainly raw, um, mainly raw vegan. And what I do to obtain my health is I eat a lot of bananas. I was like, well, there's no way you know you eat. 20, 30 bananas a day or whatever. And he's like, you'll be surprised. Your, you know, your metabolism rate goes up. And as your metabolism rate goes up, you're able to consume more. And that um, essentially you'll be able to balance out what you're eating and you won't have to restrict your calories. You'll feel great doing so because these are healthy carbs. These are carbs that will fuel your body and make you feel better. Um, so then I, like I said, I did about two months of raw before I ate anything cooked. And I felt great, um, but there were so many times that I noticed my, you know, husband and friends around me, they were still eating, like, I craved rice, I craved carbs, I craved lentils, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I craved, you know, pan- pancakes, uh, obviously vegan, so no egg, and, like, homemade. Just mm-hmm. I craved some, something more fulfilling. Um, and also, it's the salt. So there wasn't, there wasn't really any salt in my diet. Um, mm-hmm. And I, it was definitely sustainable, uh, to have a raw diet, but I still think it's okay if you have rice and grains, potatoes, um, healthy fats. And mm-hmm. I had pretty much, I would say it was, I was about 80-20, 80% raw. Um, so throughout the day, I would have, uh, you know, smoothies, juice, salad, and then at night, I would have a cooked meal. Um, very low healthy fat, very low fat. So low avocado, not much mm-hmm. like sauce. Um, not much vegan cheese on it. And I was living in Pennsylvania at the time, which the veganism, the vegan movement was very small. So you would go to Giant or um, Whole Foods, and mm. the vegan section was, you know, it would be surprised if you would see Gardein, like chicken, or um, Fall Your Heart cheese. Like that would be mm-hmm. the something you would uh, splurge on um, occasionally. But it wasn't until I moved to L.A. where I'm immersed in this whole new vegan culture where – there's a uh, vegan soft served ice cream and vegan pizza with like vegan pepperoni and just things that I never really experienced in, um, in uh, Pennsylvania. So coming here and then going to all these events and there's always these pop-ups, I noticed myself like gravitating more to, well, I'm still vegan, but I can have, you know, donuts. And if you're in LA and you've ever been to a place called Donut Friend, it's heaven. It's the most insane donuts. It's like, takes uh, uh, other donuts that you've had, like at, um, I can't even remember, other donuts that you've had before. <laughs> LA is very big on donuts. Yes, they are. But like the, I've had, I had Ronald donuts before I came here. I know it's a big donut place that's in LA. Um, and I had them uh, before I was vegan. And then I had like Donut Friend, for example, and Donut Farm, which are 100% vegan uh, donut, all sugar. Tons of fat, um, terrible mm-hmm. for you. But long story short, to have those options. Um, so I noticed that I had gained some weight back. Um, I tried to, again, yes. you know, mm-hmm. try to maintain mm-hmm. an 80 20 diet. I, I noticed a common theme with a lot of people that are um, in the Instagram world that are influencers, that are bloggers, uh, YouTubers, that talk about how they stopped being vegan because, you know, X, Y, and Z. And maybe it's because uh, they had a hormone imbalance they couldn't cure or 
you know, they say protein, which I believe is a complete myth. I don't think there is. I, we get protein from fruits and vegetables. Um, but They said that you don't get protein? Is that what they said? Yeah, like I, I know some Instagrammers that say, well, I wasn't getting enough protein on the vegan diet. Mm. Um, and I've never, I don't know about you, you're a doctor, so I don't know if you've ever met anyone that's come in and has been diagnosed with a protein deficiency, but it's the, it's, I'm, I'm assuming it's, that's pretty scarce. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, I, think, I think in our society, you know, we, um, you know, we have uh, more of a, uh, you know, over protein consumption as opposed to low, you know. Um, we have more of a, uh, you know, overnutrition, you know, sort of speak of really mm-hmm. just based off of, you know, the standard American diet or the sad diet is just an overabundance of calories and fats and salt and sugar yeah. and all that stuff. Basically, you know, really, really um, engineered into most fast food joints and restaurants and stuff. And so, you know, it, because it placates to our taste buds, um and hypersensitizes them you know we don't really notice it and we're so addicted it hits the same centers in our brain kind of like you know certain drugs like cocaine um you know that you know we Mm -hmm. still get you know we just you know consume and consume and consume and so you know like um and the thing is is that you know i think i think being uh vegan is great you know um because you're able to eat you know a whole variety of stuff um but if, if for for me, you know, I, I feel that, uh, you know, I, I personally don't use the word diet. I use, you know, either lifestyle or in general, um, I tell my patients to just eat more plants, you know, because we just find that, you know, just an overabundance of research saying um, with great positive, you know, outcomes and effects. Um, but, you know, it, at the same time, you know, it's kind of like you. It's similar to you where not every certain lifestyle fits everyone, you know, you kind of have to kind of do your own trial and error and Mm kind of have to experiment, you know, so because just a, just a quick cultural example, like, you know, Indians, right. Um, People from India, you know, a third of them um, are vegetarians, right. Yeah. But their number one killer is still heart disease. Right. So why is that? You know, they, you know, they still, you know, they are not completely vegan. They are vegetarian. So they'll, you know, they fry a lot, you know, there's a lot of processed stuff, um, you know, they use ghee, you know, which is clarified butter, you know, so, yeah. um, so it, it's different, you know, for you, you know, someone can be vegan and still just consume donuts all day long and still be vegan, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's a, there's a good, there's a healthy way to, do, to go about your lifestyle. Um, and then there's, you know, there's the wrong way to go about your lifestyle. And like you said, overconsumption um, is an issue. If I were to eat donuts all day, obviously my health would be out the window and I'd probably, I would still suffer from uh, cholesterol and heart issues because of the fats. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, there is no cholesterol in my diet, but if you're eating a lot of fats, I do believe that's going to clog, you know, your arteries mm-hmm. essentially, and you can still experience health issues. So, you know, there is, I don't, I think that you can have a heart attack on a vegan diet if what you're eating is vegan junk food all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, I still juice. I, I actually, a couple months ago, I finished my first ever um, 40 day juice cleanse. So I did, um, I did about 20, I did about like 25 and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do 40. And I mainly did it. Um, it can't, I don't think that juice cleansing 
can be something that's sustained over time. Uh, you will notice a lot of energy, but I think it's an amazing thing to do as a detox and to really like reset your taste buds, um, to cleanse your, you know, internal organs out, um, to reset your metabolism. Uh, it's a great way to clean whatever's been in your gut, um, whatever's rotting in your colon, so to speak. Um, so I think that's really helpful. And I do, uh, generally still follow an 80 to 20 diet. Um, so most of my day, especially if I'm doing like physical activity, like dancing, yoga, um, I will drink juice and smoothies cause I, mm-hmm. I, I, I personally struggle with acid reflux, um, a lot of, uh, digestive issues. Um, and I don't take any medicine for that. I did, um, prior to being vegan and I noticed that nothing really ever worked. Until um, I stopped drinking with my meals, which was a big, a big indicator of why I was having a lot of my acid um, and acid issues. And I take turmeric, um, which helps my joints and stuff like that. So I still think it's important to you know to to balance your lifestyle and yeah. not you know I, of course I'll, like I said I'll have a vegan donut and I'll splurge, but you can't that's not sustaining if you do that every day. Sure, sure. Yeah, of course. I, I definitely agree. So, you know, too much of one thing is definitely, uh, you can definitely go extreme. I mean, you know, just, I, I tell my patients, you know, you, you can just become toxic from consuming or over drinking water, you know, um, yeah. you know, which, you know, we, uh, we all need to live by. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, um, because, uh, you know, veganism, you know, a, a large part of, um, I guess, I guess the best way to say is the mantra, I guess, or the definition of it is, you know, not, you know, consuming, not, you know, wearing, not using any type of animal products and thereby, you know, being able to kind of save um, a certain aspect of our planet. You know, what what would you say, what other ways, um, uh, if you want to go into that further, but what other ways can our planet uh, benefit uh, from your perspective from adopting uh, veganism? Um, so a lot of times I notice, the first thing I notice when I go to a grocery store is that um, generally people will have a reusable bag. So that's been like a real, and of course they're very, um, it's way more efficient and it's way more better on the environment to not, to to not use plastic, um, to not use, you know, constant like paper bags. And, um, and of course nobody wants to pay the 10 cent fee anyway, right? If you go to Whole Foods, you have to pay 10 cents a bag and that kind of adds up over time. Uh, but I noticed a lot of times people would have, um, reusable bags that they put their groceries in, but then their groceries essentially were, uh, chicken. Um, they they were animal products. They were covered in plastic. Uh, so I think mm. one thing that we um, can be conscious of is if we. So first, starting on the on plastic. So plastic is is right now it's a huge issue with a lot of people that are um, not only in the vegan movement but people that aren't even into veganism know that there's effects that plastic is having. Um, specifically in our oceans and how uh, it's killing off wildlife um, mm-hmm. and it's 
it's extremely uh, detrimental uh, to the environment um, because of its its plastic nature. And um, so, what I a lot of times what I say is I I I use every time I leave the house, I make sure I have reusable cutlery. So I have like bamboo uh, forks and knives in case I'm gonna like maybe I'm gonna get a smoothie bowl or something. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. use plastic. Um, I put reusable uh, um, straws in my bag as well. Again, yeah, that's avoid. that's one thing I've been tr- I've been trying to figure out what is the best way to bring a reusable straw. Um, I have uh, stainless steel ones, and I'm just yes. for the life of me, I have no idea how to bring it with me. Um, so there are like little bags for them. Uh, they're mm-hmm. um, like canvas bags that you can kind of stick them in. Uh, and I just wipe it down with like a bambooey, which is like a, a bambooey is just a bamboo um, cloth essentially. Just in case like you want to put it back in your bag afterwards. I know as a female, like we have purses. Um, so it's easy to just to kind of put the straw, you know, the reusable aluminum straws in there. Um, but a lot of restaurants are also uh, using um, paper straws as well, which is way more better on the environment. But kind mm-hmm. of going into um, kind of going back to the reusable bags and that the fact that people will generally be purchasing eggs and chicken, but then putting it into a reusable bag, it what it shows shows me is that there's a disconnect between people wanting to be be uh, more aware of what's happening to the environment, right? That's why we're using, you know, uh, that's why we're not using plastic silverware. That's, we know that there's an issue and an urgency with the, keeping the environment um, intact and not, and not having wildlife um, and other, like, sea creatures and fish um, being killed yearly because of plastic use. Uh, so I, I always use that as, like, an opportunity to teach someone that, you know, that chicken that you're buying, even though it says grass-fed, organic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. free-range, it's still um, it's still supporting uh, the ag- agricultural decline, and it's still supporting uh, the, envir- the environmental issues that we have. So it doesn't matter if you are driving a hybrid car or if you are making sure you're turning off the lights when you leave or, you know, trying to reduce water because the number one cause of environmental issues all stems from, from factory farming. Um, yeah. And, you know, the labeling grass-fed and organic is the same thing as me. Uh, is this, it's generally, it's just a term, it's a product term for, for them to up the price. Because I've watched so much slaughter footage that I've seen like, wow, you know, that doesn't look any different. At the end of the day, those animals are still being fed the same amount of grain, um, the same amount of plants, right? So a lot of times people will say plants have feelings. And in in essence, you know, it's true. You know, they do react to stimuli, but they don't have a central nervous system, right? So they're not able (laughs) to. um, And I, I, during my activism journey, um, I see that, that, conversation come up time and time again and yeah you know i'll always bring up well if you're worried about plant casualties um know that there's more plant casualties because of factory farming because that's what's being fed to um the grass-fed the organic chickens and cows um and pigs 
So if we want to eliminate plant casualties, then we would have to not contribute to uh, factory farming. So yeah. there's a lot of ways. I know I kind of went off. Into there, yeah, no, it's it, it, it's a it's a it's a it's um no, not not to that effect. I think it's you know the information's great. I just think um there's a lot of different um, things, and I feel like this kind of conversation um, can be very healthy. But sometimes you know it will be like a it's almost like a ping pong table. You know, you always have different camps of you know saying one thing versus another, and you know things like that. And I'm I'm, I have no position in it per se. It's more about, you know, kind of seeing the points uh, from both sides and seeing, you know, at the end of the day, it's really about, you know, I, I, I definitely want to know, you know, what, because we all live on this planet, right? And so I think that's the most common theme is that whether you eat meat or whether you don't, whether, you know, you're a vegan or whether you're not, you know, it's, we all live on the same planet. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there are a lot of things that contribute um, you know, to uh, the earth and, and us, you know, and the sustainability of us not, you know, the earth not being here or vice versa, depending on how way you look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's destroying, you know, who's destroying what or vice versa, right? Yeah. And so we definitely know that agricultural, you know, uh, agri- livestock uh, agriculture, you know, uh, combine, you know, the, the pollution it emits, um uh, it's definitely, you know, uh, it's it's huge, and it's uh, I believe it's you know more than all of our transportation combined. So it's um it's a definitely a growing issue, it's an evolving issue. Um, and mm-hmm. I definitely add to your point that you know I don't I don't think it's a conversation that will go any anytime soon. But either way, I think um you know a little bit helps. You know maybe you know not everyone is cognizant um you know that they're doing X Y and Z. But I think um you know. Uh, one step at a time, uh, I think we're making strides. Um, and I think San Francisco, if I'm not mistaken, is probably the first city to ban uh, single-use plastic, um, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it, I, yeah. I, yeah. Um, but I definitely um, I definitely want to wrap this up. Uh, I wanted to ask you, and I, uh, you know, because you make so many uh, different shirts and, you know, her designs are really, really cool. So for those that are listening, you should definitely check her out. Um, you know, what, if you only had to wear one shirt design for yourself, you know, what would it be and why? That's so tough. I have so many. Um, <laughs> hmm. uh, I would like which one, say- which one speaks to you? I think the one that speaks to me, and now, again, you know, your fashion change, your fashion sense is always changing, um, but if I had to pick one right now, it would have to be our vegans attack. Um, so, if you, you've seen Mars Attacks, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Mars Attacks, uh, it's, it's a perfect shirt that kind of sums up our, um, what, what our brand is about. We're about bringing back you know, 90s memories, 2000 memories, 80s, 70 memories into our shirts, but veganizing them. And I like to use that word veganize because uh, a lot of times I veganize recipes. Um, I just did um, a, a, a similar like podcast, but it was live um, where I made a vegan buffalo chicken dip. Um, but I veganized, you know, I came up with one day, I was just like, we were watching Mars Attacks. So I was like, why not do vegans attack, right? Um, <laughs> And it's so simple because what we do is we try to figure out, we try to take movies that we, you know, reminisce with. And I love the 90s. I love the 80s um, era. And 
Same. We, we, you know, we, we look at the slogans that we can make because the, on the back of the shirt it says, nice planet you have, let's save it. Um, so if you notice that that's like one of the similar sayings that they say in the movie, um, but again, we know we're not going around uh, in the movie they are shooting the president and there's just all this craziness, but we're trying to show that like you, you can bring fun to veganism. Yes. You, you, know, you can yes. be lighthearted. Uh, a lot of times, like I said, so many non-vegans will see my shirt and say, that's awesome, you know? Yeah. Just to know that we are approachable. Um, we are funny. We have, you know, we're not just, it's so stereotypical for people to think yeah. that vegans are like hippies. And, right. you know, we're like, just, that's like the way that you would view uh, a vegan is that they're yeah. they're super into their herbs and um, holistic healing and they're very judgmental uh, but that's not the case, you know. We're just we we just choose to follow this lifestyle. You're you're you guys. Everyone everyone's just passionate about their own thing, and I think uh, people uh, who involve themselves in activism, you know, is really that. You know, they have to use passion um, to be able to drive a message home, and uh, I think uh, this is one way of doing it. So. Uh, Raina, thank you so much for uh, joining me on this podcast. Um, can you tell the audience members uh, where they can find you? Um, so you can find me, uh, one of my uh, main platforms that I post on um, almost daily is uh, my Instagram. So Instagram.com forward slash vegan Raina, that's R-E-Y-N-A, which Raina also means queen in Spanish. So there's another pun, mm. vegan queen. Um, and, uh, you can follow, find me at veganshirts.com. We, um, post a ton of our new designs on there. We're constantly giving out discount codes. We are updating, um, events that we're running. Um, we're, we're going international. We'll be at, uh, Vegandale Toronto, um, this coming August. Um, so we check us out, tons of events in LA and other states. Um, or if you even want us to come to your state, you know, let us know. Drop us an email at Raina at VeganShirts.com. And then we're also on Facebook at uh, Facebook.com slash TheVeganShirts. Okay. Well, thank you again for stopping by. And uh, for those of you who are listening, please visit her um, and uh, reach out to her. Thank you again, Raina, for stopping by. And uh, this is another episode uh, on Thrive Bites. And uh, we will see you guys on the next one. Thanks, Raina. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, guys. That was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you liked that episode, please subscribe and follow weekly for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.